Welcome, my chingus, to episode 119 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about ACMU, EXO, Geeks, Day Day, Demeanor, Dumbfounded, J-Park, Card, Millic and Fancy Child, and Sunny. My name is Steven. With me, as always, is my co-host, Josh. Hello. Now, This Week in K-Pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks of K-Pop music video releases. We start each episode with our favorite songs of the last two weeks, and then we conclude with our big names. No games. Section where we talk about our biggest disappointments of the episode. You can find more of our show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other podcasting platforms. And you can also visit our website, thisweekinkpop.com. Wowie, Steven. Wowie. Now, last episode was a big old welcome back to 2017. And this episode is a big old welcome back to this week in KRMB. Yep. Uh, we got we got some good gems here from you. Uh, maybe you haven't heard a few of these people, but there's some you definitely have heard of. Yes, but there ain't a lot of K-pop talk in this episode. But that's kind of, you know... How how Korea's been rolling, you know? They, you just got to roll with the punches. We don't make the music. We just comment on it. Yeah. It was one of these weeks. It was just, there were abs- I don't think there were any girl groups, right? Released anything in the last two weeks. Uh, yeah. Only a handful of guy groups. That is so strange. You're right. Yeah. And just a shit fuck ton of R&B people. I, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but I think people are trying to avoid XO, obviously. And Red Velvet is recently you know released stuff and so true yeah, make, yeah i think it kind of makes sense a lot of girl group comebacks in august i think i read in september so yeah i think g friend is coming back pretty soon also so oh g friend oh boy but speaking of uh previous winners of big name no games let's talk about a group that we haven't talked about in a while and unlike the last two episodes i steven have won rock paper scissors so I got the choice of what I wanted to pick. The burden of choice. Yes. But I still end up picking the most Steven song possible. You know, I would I would even pick this song if you didn't. As number fair. one? You yeah. Pick it? I, I, I think I like it enough now. All right. Cool. Um, this song is by a duo of rappers. They go by the name of Geeks with their new song, Woo. Yeah. No, 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 no,
actually don't know why it's called woo. It, it woo kind of sounds counterintuitive to how this entire song like kind of runs, right? and, and also kind of the lyrics that they're trying to go with, right? Yeah, and I maybe again we need to listen to it more, but I don't recall them ever being like, "Woo, I'm excited," kind yeah. of which woos are you know woo. Anyway, so this song is produced, of course, by Geeks and some dude named Duplex G. And as previously said, it's been quite a long time since we've heard a good geek song, like at least years, like three or four years. Yeah, like Steven and I, we we have been saying kind of recently that, you know, because geeks have been doing their own thing, that it seems like they haven't made music as geeks uh, as the duo, but instead of you know, little boy and Louie, right? But actually, they released a song like last year that we just didn't get on board with. Yeah, maybe they didn't release a music video and maybe that's why it never showed up on our um, uh, on our minds. But it feels like it's been years and years since we've last heard a geek song, let alone a good one. And yeah, as you said, little boy's been doing a lot of featuring and he's very like hit or miss, right? Sometimes he's a hit and it, it, it was never an amazing hit, right? And uh, many, many times he was a big old miss. Right? Yeah, because uh, little boy, like little boy, like a lot of Korean rappers, has the fault or the benefit of kind of sounding the same on most songs. And uh, he's not that much uh, on this song. So, well, I think that's what makes this song uh, kind of good is that it, he doesn't sound super little boy in it, right? Right. Both him and Louis kind of changed up their flow and changed up their rapping style to make this more you know 2017 song of being a chiller song right yeah but it's not quite like a chill r&b song it's more like like a love chill pop ballady song right yeah it, it's still hip-hop in the ways of hip-hop but it's basically a love song but mm. it's not r&b mm. uh, not necessarily a ballad and tempo's kind of a little bit laid back as well so it's we don't know what to call it but i mean they're not doing bravado raps right they're not and we have, we've always liked geeks or i've always liked the geeks because they don't do super bravado raps and, it, and that's really part of the reason why little boy is a miss sometimes because he tries to do bravado raps especially after show me the money five and you're just kind of like no no not today. Like it's like this is not the little boy i, I know yeah you're trying to be big boy you know you're trying big boy but you you ain't big enough. Yeah. And so that being said, right, the the rapping or the sing rapping that they do, um, mixed with kind of the amount of auto tune that they use, works really really well with this type of song. We've said many bad things about auto tune in the past. That is not to say that auto tune itself is bad, right? Yeah. Auto tune actually is a great tool if used properly in production because you know some weak singers, if you use auto tune correctly, it it makes them sound like good singers, right? Right. Uh, it's just neat. It's a very fine line between like two robot and the perfect amount. And I, I think this is the perfect amount. Like even though we're okay with autotune sometimes, like sick K songs or something like that, those are always still a little bit more robot-y. Um, but I think this one is at a level where it, it, it sounds really good. It, it yeah. sounded like it helped their singing, like it was meant to be. You know, like, that's probably why autotune was meant to, or why it was... Uh, discovered or implemented right? yeah I, w- I mean i would go as far as to say that auto-tune in certain songs that robot kind of style does match but definitely not in this song and this song like little boy and and louis they're not known to be great singers i mean they can hold a tune but you know they're not gonna 
you know, belt and things like that. But they have quite a few high notes in this song. And the auto-tune really helps them out with those high notes. Makes it sound really clean, really full. And just a great package production-wise, I think. Yeah, yeah. It does kind of still have the problem, though, of Little Boy and Louie kind of, you can't tell the difference between one or the other. And you still can't really tell the difference between one or another. Um, And that can kind of uh, be a little like, maybe if you didn't watch the music video, you totally might think it was just one person, you know? Um, I can totally see that happening. Yeah, Geek's kind of always had that problem, but it's even worse in this song because both of them are are not trying to like be too hyped and they're really trying to match the, the cadence and tempo of the song. And their voices kind of do sound similar. So, you know, obviously it just sounds like one person. And they kind of, these days, Keaton, they like the height uh, difference aside, they do kind of look similar sometimes, at least to me. I mean, uh, I... Th- the music video is kind of very dark and kind of, you know, they're all kind of wearing hats a lot of the time, you know. Either way, I, I still think this is, I don't want to say a fresh song in the sense of like Laboom, a fresh sound, right? But in an era where we're just hearing kind of the same type of chill hip hop after a while, like I thought this was kind of a good, uh, a, a breeze, a kind of a good little chill breeze. You Shall know? we say a breath of fresh air? A breath of fresh air. I, I think that, yeah, okay, I'll go there. I'll go, I'll go there. Yeah, because I think 2017 so far has really been dominated by chill R&B songs or chill hip-hop songs. Like, And we'll talk about some of them I today, mean, we're, we're going to talk about some of them, but this song, um, it's chill in a different way, so please go and listen to it. I, I think it's a great song. Steven does as well, so. Yeah, and if you like geeks, check out some of our favorite geek songs, like Fly is my Love favorite Fly. geek song. Yeah, same, time. same. He, they did a song with Mamamoo called he he ha he ho which i also really like and those are the only two i can remember yeah well as we said it's been a long time (laughs) yeah yeah. uh but yeah moving on to the song uh that i chose for this episode uh it's it might come as a surprise to some of you because we don't necessarily talk about this artist a lot because the kind of music he makes is arguably not necessarily k-pop or k-hip-hop but it's not really American hip hop, I guess. Uh, the artist is Dumbfounded, uh, featuring G Soul and Jesse. The song's called Water. <laughs> Make my way through the club like I'm Moses, bruh. She stick her hands down my pocket, yeah, more manja. Don't touch them gold diggers, probably swan taco. Huh, where my AZN smoking while they pop a squad. In Korea looking for a decent taco spot. Where my pretty mama's pretty mama's manaja. Why you with that chonom? Your boys on the come up. My whole team's eating, struggling for chonyok. Pull up, pull up, stress put up. Clean up on out four, girl. I wet you up, splash. Dumbfound is very uh, famous 
rapper primarily in America. Yeah, right? underground scene mainly in Los Angeles. I'm very familiar with him. Um, I think we have some mutual friends as all as well, but I I don't sadly. Yeah, but he, this song is produced by uh, this person called Brilliant. Uh, B-R-L-L-N-T. They might be going for brilliant. I don't know. Who knows? I think we know, John. <laughs> who who knows? We brilliant. Know, I mean, sure. You're missing some key vowels in there. No, you, you got to be cool, dude. You can't. You can't no. Vowels. Well, Steven, I'm not cool. I mean, we know. We know. But what is cool is that most of this song is in English. It is. Yeah. And um, unlike, you know, some Jay Park songs where we'll be listening to it and we don't notice that it's all in english this song it's very obvious that it's all in english and he's sprinkling some you know korean phrases or you know slang in there and the the reason why i chose this song is because that fat dirty ass bass it is so like nasty sounding in my ears and actually before we did this podcast a friend of mine uh, actually recommended this song to me and he's not a big fan of k-pop and and Korean music, I don't think. And he was just like, oh man, you got to hear this song. It's by this guy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who he is. I know who he is. Sounds like some of you would say, Josh. <laughs> I know who he is. Yeah. I know who he am. Be, I, know, I, know I know who, who he, he be. Is, be done with. I know who be done is. Him is. <laughs> I know him. Yeah. Right. So G Soul and Jesse, not a huge prominent part um, in this song. Jesse kind of just does a little bit of like voicing work and G soul comes in at the end to sing this kind of breakdown, but all in all G soul and Jesse, they really kind of match the feel of this song and kind of the, the lyrics and everything like that. I think Jesse, especially cause her voice is just so kind of like husky. nasty and husky and like yeah. seductive. And this whole song is kind of seductive in, in a I'm certain thirsty. way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, we're talking about a K-pop podcast, and yeah, it technically has some Korean in it, but this is pretty much an American song, right? Right, and especially the rapping style is very American, um, right? And and but you know, I'm not a huge you know, uh, you know, rap aficionado, you know, like Josh is, right? But like dumbfounded, he's probably the only Korean rapper that I in in my memory that's. Rapping in English and I'm not cringing my pants off, right? Right. Korean-American or Korean rapper in general. Right. Right. Like, I know, of course, he started mainly in America, but like, you know, Jay Park uh, very recently got signed to some huge record label that I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's like some pretty big American record label. And I'm just like, whenever I hear Jay Park rap, it's in English, it's fucking terrible. It's it's like... uh it's just it's really bravado most of the time right it, it's bravado but it's also completely behind the times and childish almost yeah yeah it's like a little kid trying to act hard right but dumbfounded sounds very modern right and there are other songs where he's trying to be a little bit more bravado and this but this one is not bravado rapping it's more like seductive rapping right and, yeah. and I think it matches really well. Like the whole package of of the seductiveness and the thirstiness and the griminess, I think really works really well together. Yeah. And what I think makes it work is that uh, even though Dumbfounded is kind of being like, I'm the shit kind of in this song, he's not explicitly saying it most of the time. Like his his use of like Korean and kind of these little phrases and stuff really make it kind of clever. And I think that's what really 
like stops it from being too childish and cringy because there's a fine line I think between making like some pun or joke or like simile that a lot of rappers do make and have it be really kind of corny and you know I think this is like treading that fine line of not being corny but Jay Park I think maybe nine times out of ten is pretty corny yeah he I mean he just says what's on his his brain you know like I, I want to take a sex trip, you know. Like his lyrics are so on the nose, like it, it's insane. But you know, uh, to to kind of uh, double down on the kind of seductiveness, um, the music video is directed by this person named Rhoda, um, who's is a r- rather famous photographer in Korea, and he's mainly known for doing these kind of like Lolita shoots, like photo shoots. It's always been kind of c- controversial. Um, it's a very kind of, I want to say, right, like Japanese style of photo shoot where it's like very young girls. School girls. Yeah. Not always in school outfits, but like very quote unquote innocent kind of outfits. Yeah, quote unquote, yeah. Uh, but doing very, very seductive things. Like maybe they're wearing like uh, gym clothes, right? Or Or maybe school uniforms or just something very innocent looking, but then he makes it look fucking dirty. Yeah, like they're lifting up their shirt, like showing their midriff or like posing really kind of in a seductive fashion or something, right? And then the whole makeup effect is trying to make them look very kitty, right? The bright red, rosy cheeks. And it's sexy, but also creepy. And, And that is entirely what he's going for. So like good on him, but it makes you feel dirty but not dirty enough that you're not like, who are these girls? And I want to find. Do they have Instagram? Yes, that is immediately what Josh <laughs> asked. He already had his phone out, like waiting for me to find their Instagram when, when it was. Over. <laughs> the funny thing is, we you went through all the searching and found them, and I didn't end up following them. And we found out that most of their Instagrams were in the description. You didn't even follow the first girl. Uh, I think we were like, eh. Oh well. Either way. There are some hot girls in, in the music video, but again, creepy hot, right? Like we're to the point where it's like, are they 22 or are they 18 or are they 16, right? But that's kind of Rhoda style. I think he he had a lot of controversy with like Sully because Sully also did some kind of very provocative things with him and and other girl Go Gohara I think did some and he's just or she I don't know who they who Rhoda is. It might be a group even. It might be a group of creepy dudes, but they're just really good at making that kind of straddling the line between innocent and dirty and in an off-putting way. Or maybe on-putting? I don't know, depending on who you are, I guess. I mean, for for me, watching a music video, I'd rather do without it. I think it kind of takes away from the song, but... I think it matches really well, though. Like, And I think... Sure. I think... (laughs) I'm not afraid to admit that like it's kind of sexy, but like you're, but it, you you get kind of like a confused boner. You get like a boner that's just like I have a boner, but I don't 100 agree with why I have this boner, but I have it anyways. It's a little yeah. bit of a shameful boner. But like, I mean, you say that, but you were immediately like, "What's them? What's them girls?" I mean, totally so, correct, 100 you know. correct. So you know, as guys, I, I feel like if maybe if you're a girl, you'd be like, "This video is yeah. trashy, disgusting." Yeah. I can totally understand. I still think it's kind of trashy and disgusting. Oh, no. But, you know, I don't, we think with two different brains. Yeah, know? I don't think we kind of think. I oh, think yeah. we know. We know. 
Um, but anyways, that's you know, if you don't know who Rhoda is, you can also look up a lot of his photography stuff if you if you want to see what he's done. Um, but dumbfounded, definitely. He also has another song we we never talked about it, but it was called Hyung. Um, it kind of barely made made it out of our list. Yeah, but I also like that song quite a bit. Yeah, it's on this. Uh, it's on the same album as this song, Water. I think the album's called Born Citizen, mm. and I've been listening to a few songs. I'm actually pretty impressed by a few of them they're really good like the stank of the the beat of that young song is also pretty big oh it's, yeah it's pretty fat um, yeah so definitely you know if you're into that american rap i guess chickity check it out um but let's move on to a much more korean thing all right and, and a much more my type of korean thing right where it's a lot more poppity pop a lot more happity hap um and this song is by a dude named demeanor featuring swings with their song, Don't Hold Me. What is that? What does that mean? Don't hold me. Is it? Don't hold me. Dude. It, it kind of me. It kind of makes sounds like, don't hold me back, or don't touch me. What? What? What's? What's going on here? Don't hold don't me. Know. Maybe it's a breakup song, and he, he's like, he's like happy to have broken up, and he's just like, don't hold me, bitch. Like, get out of here. Maybe. I th- I think it might have gotten lost in translation because there's like 50 million producers on this track. There are. So this song is produced by Demeanor himself. With eight other people. Eight. So I didn't want to list all their names, but it took a grand spanking nine people to produce this song. Um, now, Demeanor is a guy that we haven't heard from in quite a long time, but he was featured in a Han Hei song from a couple years ago called Man of the Year that we really like. We we love that song. Um, but we kind of made fun of his name back then, um, and I'm still going to make fun of his name now because it's a really cringy kind of rap name i mean i know most rap names are kind of stupid We're like eminem like right. dumbfounded is kind of stupid but i feel like dumbfounded is way more clever than demeanor which is kind of like the brilliant you're making fun of brilliance name where they just like take shortened, out the, yeah took out some letters and demeanor is kind of like that you know but you only took out like one letter like yeah it's not you're not even you're you not even more letters, i know you, there's there's three other vowels in there that you could take out my friend yeah it's just it's just kind of cringy, but yeah. um, so so this song, you know, as you heard, is it, just so much more fun. You know, um, it's got this like mix of kind of like 
or I, I think Josh said like old school 80s R&B with these like heavy 808 drum kit sounds, but then mixed with this kind of happier, lighter, more poppy layer of him singing and and kind of the melodic track, right? And, and so like I think there was a pop song in here that would have been far less interesting without that kind of underlying layer, like R&B layer. It's not exactly the same, but we actually don't hear that much brand new music anymore. But it just feels kind of in that in that Venn diagram again, right? Yeah. Where it's got a little bit of hippity hop, a little bit R and B to it, but it's just way more more fun. Very very brand new music, actually. When you mention it, right? Like brand new music and Sonny and and people like that. They are technically hip hop, but their type of hip hop is very poppy and you know happy and kind of things. And it, it's good to kind of hear a song like this. Because, like we said, 2017, the hip-hop that we've been getting is pretty much the same. And this song is, you know, like a breath of fresh air. Even though it is very poppy, um, it does kind of grow on you. Because when I heard it for the first time uh, today, I was kind of like, eh. But as we started listening to it more and more, familiarize ourselves, you know, I, I started it started to grow on me a lot. So if you think like, oh, yeah, this is like not my kind of hip-hop song or whatever, just give it a shot. Maybe it'll grow on you like it's grown on me. So... No, I liked it immediately. And I still, I think his voice is really good. It's kind of that kind of airier, kind of happier sounding voice again. Um, and the music video kind of shows that off very well. Like it's kind of just him walking around, literally. Like it's like a fake one shot, sort of. They they could stop trying after a while. There are some cuts in there. Yeah. But like, it's really just him walking down, high fiving happy people. And then sometimes they'll come in as backup dancers and dance. Um, and, and the... The choreography is made by a Kinjas member, if you know who the Kinjas are. Um, I actually don't think it's that great of a choreography. It's not. But, you know, if you want to see a bunch of probably L.A. people um, kind of dancing in a warehouse while Demeter walks by them, like, it, it, I think it matched the song very well. Um, not full of crazy cuts, not full of, like, broody shots walking down, you know, the beach or anything like that. Like, it, it just was a, a cheap cheaply made but perfect for this type of song i think yeah simple and sweet i think yeah um so now we got to talk about the elephant in the room and i don't whoa you can't call him an elephant dude. i mean swings is back um so we kind of lost contact about what's going on with swings because he went to the military again um for the second time we're not really sure on the details the first time he got you know i guess he's out but he might not be out because he wasn't actually in the video with anybody else he kind of had his own scene that kind of just popped out of nowhere so maybe he had a, a a holiday or a weekend out of the army and he shot this i don't know yeah but either way steven and i are are not really divided but we're a little bit divided on swings in this music video i think uh swings it obviously is not good but not bad enough to ruin the song and his rap comes in very early in the song so it kind of just does it and leaves and you're you forget about him by the end of the song, but you have a different opinion, Stephen. I mean, I just, I just thought no swings, just zero swings, zero swings in the song, please. He, he doesn't absolutely crush it into the ground, but he definitely doesn't help. He breaks up the happy flow of the song. I, I would just prefer it just him not being there hmm. um, because his rapping style is not happy. It's not. And they, of course, need to change the entire song just so that he can rap. And it's just like, well, why? Why yeah. do that? I mean, if you guys aren't familiar with Swings, Swings is more of like a kind of tougher, um, more darker kind of rapping style. Um, he does have a few songs that are a little bit more happy, I think. 
He's like not maybe not happy, but definitely more like R and B. More not, but his main I think style is like I said, tough. And this He's song a tough is cookie. This song is not a. You don't need a tough rapper. Yeah, you, you don't. You, you definitely don't. And I mean, I I agree that probably could do without him. I really like the song, and I really and I'm going to download, it, of course. But I, every time I download, it, I'm going to be like, "Fucking hell!" There's this goddamn swing spot, right? Mm. And for you, you're just like, I mean, whatever, right? But I'm like, it. I'm like, I don't want it there. Please don't. But you know, right. sorry, swings. Sorry, swings. We're, we're honest with you. Yeah, yeah. So continuing with the trend of 2017, and I think continuing with the trend of this episode. I think there's a lot of songs this episode that are kind of good for very short snippets of time. And this song, I think, is a crown jewel of good for a short period of time. Uh, this song is Jay Park featuring Sick K. The song is called Yacht. 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 Uh, this song, if you have not heard, uh, it's produced by Cha Cha Malone. And it really does sound like a Cha Cha Malone beat. But the problem is it sounds like he wasn't finished making it. Like like we, like we, I said, 15 to 20 seconds of it is very, very good. Um, I think very reminiscent of a lot of Jay Park songs that Steven and I enjoy especially. But it's just that 15 seconds over and over and over and over and over for like three minutes of time. Right. And let's not underestimate how much we love this type of Jay Park song, right? You know, again, I think uh, two years ago, we had three Jay Park songs in our top 10, right? And we had a smush them into one, right? We really, this is the Jay Park that we love. And and we should have loved this song. Um, but I think it, it is one of the worst of this type of Jay Park song. Um, but it's still on our list because, again, 2017. Because, like, there's a good song in there. Just Cha-Cha Malone, just work work on it a little bit more. Yeah, It's like, yeah, it's like he, he could have done more to change things up a little bit. He could have done more to add more uh, melody and add more catchiness, add more something to grab onto. But this is like a, a ringtone song, you know, like, or a CF song you hear for 15 seconds. You're like, okay. And then, but... The longer you listen to this song, the more I'm just like, I just want to 
skip it. And and Jay Park doesn't help Chacha Malone out too. Like he doesn't change up his singing style uh, throughout the song, like singing the verse or the chorus or the breakdown. It's 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 all relatively in the same kind of register. Yeah. And we love that kind of singing Jay Park, like we said, and we can't find that anywhere else. But in the same song, if if you're singing parts that are supposed to be different the same way it, it does get a little bit droney you know so right well and but that is to also say that like um skipping a little bit but like sick k is also in this song and when you hear jay park and sick k like sick k has such a distinct style i'm like how is that gonna fit into this song you know um and the problem is is that the only way for him to fit was for sick k not to be sick k yeah to kind of almost emulate jay park in a way right and it's like well a, why bring Sick K in if he's not going to do his thing? And B, why just have him emulate Jay Park, who's already been droning on in the same voice, doing the same, like, 15 seconds, you know, like... And, and Sick K comes in, like, the last of the last in the song, where you're just kind of like, oh, I, I wish someone had broken up this part, like, this song 30 seconds ago. and yeah, A minute. Yeah, yeah minute almost maybe, yeah. yeah. Like... So when he comes in, you're like, okay, Sick K, I, f- I forgot Sick K's in this. And he's just Jay Park version two, essentially. Yeah. And Sick K's more known for the chiller kind of almost stony kind of sounds, like auto tuny sounds also. And when you see him featured in this, you're like, how is he going to fit in? And I really thought Jay Park could have used someone else. I think Sick K was used because Sick K, I think, recently has been really, really he's busy. Really hot. Yeah, yeah, he's really hot. But... This is just not his type of song. Sick K's does well with more kind of chiller songs, not happy songs, maybe like darker songs even, but sure, but like even though I mean we just talked about last episode, he had a song the station song with Imlay. Like that song worked really well, even though it wasn't a dark chiller song, right? With Sick K's voice. I, I'm just trying to say Sick K can do other things, but but I totally agree that this type of happy a grooving song is really the opposite of what of what he's uh, known for. Known yeah, for. what he's known and, for. And and he had his chance to prove himself, and he did it. Yeah. You know? So so all in all, it, we haven't heard a song like this from Jay Park for I think a little while. So if you're missing that kind of Jay Park flavor, and you don't want to listen to like you know Drive or All I Want to Do or any of those amazing banger songs, yeah. um, yeah, you can just substitute this for a little while, I guess. And and weirdly enough, I mean Korea agrees because right now on melon all i want to do is higher than yacht so you, when a two-year-old song is doing better than your new song i i think you know you fucked up a little bit just a little bit yeah and and the music video is also disappointing because the music video or at least the one we, we were linked to on essential to k-pop is the dance visual version so it's very dance it's all dance uh based right and we also heard that the one million choreographers were also in it were also helping out we we really like one million dance studio they do amazing things uh, they they also worked, of course, with All I Want to Do. And we're like, this could be really cool, right? Because we, we love dance videos. We yeah. love One Million. Jay Park, Jay Park can dance. Has problems, but his dancing is great, right? Yeah. Um, and the camera work is a com- completely fucks up this 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 dance video. It's a, it's a mess, really. It's awful. It's like, not only is the camera moving, I don't mean moving like it's moving forward in and out, kind of that SMXO style, which it does do, but it's it's shaking. The actual camera is shaking because I guess they didn't, either it was a stylized on purpose 
or they just didn't bring a dude with a gimbal or some kind of stabilization thing. But like the camera itself is shaking while the dancers are moving. And so it's incredibly hard to focus on what's happening on the screen. Yeah. And sometimes uh, camera movements, like sharp movements, will make certain moves look sharper. But I think the cameraman was kind of moving in the direction of the moves and it made them look weaker. And you definitely don't want to do that, especially since this song, surprisingly, the choreography was not that great. Yeah. And and even uh, we watched like the one million cut of it. Right. And they brought out like the the six very famous one million uh, choreographers. choreographers. And like they were not even dancing well together. It, It really looked like they didn't plan it out very well. Right. Um, which is crazy because they make videos like every week and they're like fucking amazingly polished, right? It really kind of looked bad on all sorts of levels. Yeah, it, it was really disappointing. Definitely not what we come to expect from One Million and especially a dance kind of video also, right. which is a little bit disappointing. And there were kind of really cool effects in the setup. I mean, like uh, they're kind of in a white room, right, with water on the ground. But there were some cool effects on the screen behind them and on the screen below them in the water. Um, but you can't, you don't ever have time to really look at it. You don't really have ever time to focus on it because the camera cutting is so erratic, um, and the camera movement is so erratic as well as it shaking. It's just like, what's happening here? Yeah, and it's it's such a shame because just one kind of bad aspect to just like filming the music video or just one or two can really just ruin it completely right because essentially what boils down to what's wrong with this music video is you know even though it's simple we we could enjoy it it's just like you like you said just cuts and just shaky camera work yeah i don't understand like to make a dance video is not fucking hard you just put a camera down and you dance all right like one million does it once a day, every goddamn day, you know, like, I just don't get it. Yeah, just use that one million choreographer cameraman. Not, yeah, yeah. Why not just have him come in? Yeah, they move, sometimes they move in and out, Some very rarely, but they do. But it, again, it's that, that person has a stabilizer and whoever did this or did not. Such a shame. Um, it is such a shame. But you know what's not a shame? All the people that donate to us every month on Patreon. And so we're still kind of, we need to thank all. The uh, the people that donate to us in June, I mean, as of this recording, we're still in July. I'm not quite sure if it'll still be July when this is released, but let it be known. It's still July right It's now. the last week of July, so it is. You know, um, cutting you some slack. So last main episode, we thank the people that donate $25 or more on Patreon. This episode, we're going to thank the Daybok Chingus for donating $10 or more. And we got a couple more names this time than last time, so we're very happy about that. Josh, why don't you read these? Names? Sure. Uh, first up, Emma L., then Rachel W., Joanne J., Derek M., our good Chingu Justin BD, Ben P., Charlene G., and Madeline E. Madeline like paddling. Madeline like paddling. We had to Google that again just to make sure we were saying that right. I mean, we I, I swear we say that every time we shout out our Chingus, but we do. uh, we, we're just dumb. Sorry. That's yeah, what it is. Names are hard, you know? Names are hard, and it's harder when you're stupid like us. You're right. Um, and, of course, we got a, a couple more people. Actually, surprisingly, a lot more people than I expected uh, sign up new in July for Patreon. And maybe they they subscribe because uh, we released our Patreon-only podcast a couple of weeks ago. So if you want to listen to kind of a Q&A, it's like an hour and a half of just 
100%. Josh and Steven q and <laughs> Un- Unfiltered. Totally unfiltered. Yeah. If you uh, donate uh, $2 or more in June, you can see that. But in the future, the Patreon-only podcast will be $5 or more. Um, and it's almost the end of July, so we're going to record the next one very soon, probably next week. So, yeah. Help us out. Patreon.com slash thisweekinkpop.com. Help us out. Um, and, of course, to remind you guys, in case I don't want... I probably would have forgotten until the end. But Josh and I, we are leaving Korea, right, in late August. But we will spend most of September in Japan. Togethers. Together. Are you coming? You're coming back to Korea, though, right? Uh, Yeah, probably for a week just to do housekeeping and stuff. Okay. Uh, I'm not. But all that's being said is that so September will be kind of something may be recorded, but maybe not. I mean, we will be at least be together in Japan. We're just not entirely sure if any of that will happen, right? Yeah, and we're going to be on vacation, so we'll see. And we're not sure how it's going to work with, with cameras and mics and, and things like that. So right. um, we'll we'll try, but we can't really promise anything. Just see. full disclosure, we totally understand. If you don't want to donate until maybe after we're stabilized later on in life, but... Um, I, I want to try at least to, to record something while we're gone. I don't want to go a whole month and a half without doing anything. But Yeah, we've we've yeah, been right. talking about it for a little while and thinking about it. So we're we're definitely going to try to do something. Yeah, but we try a lot. And we, ever yeah, happens. we're just not good doers. <laughs> we're good, I guess, good triers. We're not even like, we're good thinkers. We're, we're, good, we're thinkers. good like, maybe we'll do it. Yeah. Anyways, that just got kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, essential. That's an essential problem of ours. I yes. Um, but uh, you know who doesn't have this problem of doing? Sonny, because he's a doer. Okay. He likes to hit on girls, and he's damn good at it. Okay. He wants to know what you're doing. Yeah. Um. So Sonny, along with his, I guess, good friends, Polvagan <laughs> Four or. Bulbagon puberty. I actually don't even know where the puberty comes from whenever I see their name. Uh, it's because it's like red, something red puberty, something, something. It's really weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, very famous duet, Bulbagon uh, 4. We'll just go with that. Yeah. Uh, with their song, Mohe.
or Mo. Hi. No, it's not. Okay, it's not that. It's All not right. That. This song is produced by Sonny. Of course. Cosmic Sound and Cosmic Girl. Again, not to be confused with Cosmic Girl Z. My dirty, dirty secret. Yes. Uh, this is Cosmic Girl, who we've talked about. She had a one song that we kind of enjoyed, but Cosmic Girl is, uh, she used to be on a group called Rainia. Her name's Dewey. Again, I will say, why the fuck did you name yourself Cosmic Girl? But maybe that was before Cosmic Girls. I actually don't know. Doubt it, though. Um, unfortunate. Unfortunate. We actually will talk about unfortunate naming later, too. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, so this song, it was released quite a while ago. It was released in May, but the Envy is new, which is why we're talking about it now. And it's the the kind of Sonny song that we really do like, right? It's kind of like joke Sonny. But unlike his other poppy joke Sonny songs, this one is 2017, so it's kind of chill joke Sonny. But it is still joke Sonny, which is the most important part, because hard Sonny is worse Sonny. We don't like bravado Sonny, yeah. no. Uh, but we do like joke Sonny. And, you know, at first I really, uh, it's very different to Josh, I think, but. Almost opposite, I think. Yeah, at first I, I really didn't really like Sonny's part. It, it sounded very boring, and he, and he actually raps it purposefully kind of boring like like without emotion and i thought oh bobagan four's part was the highlight i, I really like uh, her, their part well i guess it's her part i don't actually know what because bobagan four is like a girl singer and a girl guitarist right but bobagan uh, is like one of those things that they're insanely huge in korea insanely huge and you know maybe most k-pop people don't really know about them Maybe they heard their name randomly, like I, like us, because obviously we didn't do any research on exactly what the fuck's up with their name. But anyways, that originally I thought Sonny's part was really kind of boring, droney. Bobagan's Forest part was really good. But then after a couple more listens to, and especially with the captions on, so you can read what Sonny is saying, like Sonny's part got a lot better. Like, and you start picking up those tiny Sonny things he does, where he exemplifies certain things, or he catchifies certain parts, where you're just like. Uh, you have something to hold on to as you're kind of going through his verse, you know? Yeah. Like, I totally agree that this song is pretty almost flatliney. Like you said, it's very chill. Uh, it comes off like that the first, I think, few times. But Sonny is still doing what makes him him. And, like, kind of there's some pauses and things that really kind of make it very light. And even though the way he's rapping, like, tone-wise is pretty flat, like all his little tricks and his little catchiness things are all still there. So, I mean, that's why I think his part is better than just the hook because the hook is, is good, but Sonny kind of rotates that, that position to like everyone. So his hooker, his, that hooking, you know, part, like he, he's Sonny is pretty known for doing kind of these girl duets. Right. Sure. But I I think Bobagon 4 brings, a very different flavor than a lot of his duetters do, you know? I agree. Like, Rainia, when I'm listening to her, I'm like, I don't even think she's that good of a singer. She matches yeah. really well, you know? Or, like, who else? Soyu, right? Like, Soyu's known for having just a very kind of basic kind of voice, right? Yeah. Um, but but her voice, Bulbagon 4's voice, or who the fuck it is, like, her voice... there And... and there's like a tiny couple seconds where they kind of let her go and like let her do what she does. And I'm like, Oh yeah, like this is kind of interesting. Um, so th that's why I liked her. Yeah. But, but as you said, like if you read the lyrics, I mean the whole song is just kind of like 
a hilarious kind of reading of how to shittily hit on girls, right? Yeah, he's he's really trying to flirt, and he's really just not doing great. Yeah, yeah, because Mohe is just... Is, like, what are you doing? What are you, like, doing, what are you up you know, to? W-Y-D. Want to smash, you know? You, you want some fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you want some fuck? I still, rem- not, I still remember that one iTunes review that I was like, just because you're Chinese, you can't use a Chinese accent. But It's uh, just like... You want some fuck? <laughs> to that guy, you want some fuck? You want some fuck? I can't even do it real. Now, the MV also matches uh, with the tone of the song in a way. Because uh, sure. it's, I, it, the, maybe not the tone is right. Maybe the thesis of the song is better. Because the, the whole thesis of the song is kind of like a a shitty, like. Obsessive. Obsessive kind of thing. But like the music video is like a shitty meme fest, right? Kind of a meme fest. Um, not like American, you know, dank Reddit memes or whatever, but korean kind of memes you know yeah and it just has them doing stupid ass shit kind of dancing badly dancing badly and kind of uh, emoting very lamely kind of kind of like the song is kind of about a dude who's really lame and really shitty right who's trying to act cool and all that i think yeah yeah trying to act cool but obviously failing really badly at, at it um and and it's weird and i don't think it is 100 like the best you know i think he could have made it more funny actually and more interesting but it's still a hundred times better than generic k-pop video yeah because shots of his face or shots of him in a dark room trying to rippity rap hands you know. yeah because the video even though it's kind of weird and not great it's quirky and it has personality and the song is quirky as well and i think that's kind of what ties them together and he commits to it right because i think sometimes people might be like well didn't you get mad at red velvet for being quirky and it's like there's a big difference between a joke Sani rap song that commits to the quirkiness than like half committing and then you there, know what I mean? See, there's things there, there's being quirky, right? Like knowing what you're doing, and there's a quirky weird where you're just being weird, right? For weirdness sakes, not yeah. There's no there's purpose. no theme and there's no purpose. Yeah, there. there's no purpose to your weirdness. You're just you're just saying, look at me, pay attention to me because I'm weird. Right, right, which is a problem with someone else we'll talk about later, right? All right. Um, but before we get there, you know, maybe, well, this is Josh's song, but I want to transition. Transition, go. Because you might be like, we heard the name of this group. We big name no games them for a long time. We talked a lot of trash about this group, right? You might be like, well, it's obviously going to be big name no games again. But it's not. It's not. Supplies. But it's not a big day, no games, but then 90% of our comments are bad. So, we'll yeah, because the thing is, we don't get us wrong. We don't hate the song. We actually kind of decently enjoy it. Um, but they set the bar really, really high with their first song they released that we really, really loved. And uh, that is, of course, Card. Their new song is called Hola Hola. Can I get your attention, baby girl? Let me tell you something all the way to minute. Church that can't leave you up, so no, I made them boots. Okay, my little mom, kill you, and I it like the ocean. They're young and tired, and you can feel it. No, I, I, no, I'm in my back, I go by nine. No, I'm in my back, I go by nine. 
This song is like like we said, not not great, but also not terrible. But we do have a lot of criticisms to give about just the whole package that they're presenting. And uh, this this song is produced by Nasen, uh, Taigui, and Big Tone. And these kind of producers helped produce a lot of the previous title songs. And you can tell, of course. Yeah, of course, because they're all kind of tropical house sounds, thing songs, and this is no no exception, as you've heard. But I I do think though that this is the least tropical house sounding song. I will agree in the grand scheme in the of grand scheme of tropical house and cards kind of lifetime. It's like the most poppy version that they've done. I agree with that completely. And there, I mean, there are some positives to this song. Um, mainly a lot of positives that we mentioned when we were talking about them in Big Names, No Games previously. Big, big positive. No auto-tune or no misuse of auto-tune. Uh, there's no vertical video. And they do a lot of the the things that they've done in previous videos that we kind of like. Um, but we have a lot of criticism, Stephen. Right. I do want to, uh, uh, like you said, get out of the way that, that this song is better than Rumor, for us at least. Right? Definitely better. Um, but I can totally I can totally understand if you say this song is worse than Rumor because it is definitely way less interesting. Like I, Rumor at least tried something. Quirk. Something? Yeah, I don't know. It tried yeah. something, you know, to change it up a little bit, right? Like auto-tune the guy, let the guy go first. Um, let the other guy super mad clown it up. You're right. They're, they're trying a little bit, you know, more than that. This is my, like the safest, most toned down version of it, which safest, poppiest kind of. Yeah. Which you version. might not like, right. If, especially if you're a big fan of all three of their songs. Right. But since we didn't like rumor, it's definitely a little tick up, you know, but I think almost Every person who's kind of been following Card um, from when they first were on the scene to like their debut now, uh, I think we can all safely say that we're pretty disappointed um, in in this debut song. Have right? you seen YouTube comments, dude? Like, yeah. how many slays did we see? You know, how many fucking this song is fucking lit did we see, dude? Like, I, I don't agree at all. I, I think you're talking about our listeners. I, yeah, I should say yeah. you and I and uh, our our listeners, our listeners, our listeners yeah. um, not the general masses because we don't represent the general masses. But this song is the. I think the main issue that Stephen and I kind of agree on is that there's no like bass stink to it. There's no like underlying kind of bass that brings the song up to this certain type of hype level. And um, even though we didn't like rumor as much as this song even rumor still had some of that bass that we could get behind yeah yeah and it's not just like a, a you know it's not even just the bass instrument or the bass booms it's like this entire register of like 
it's like they only released half of the song, you know? It's like they just cut it, cut out all the interesting beats that any of the other three songs had and was like, nope, let's just go with just the upper level. And it makes it so plain and kind of empty and and that's not what we want from like a debut song, right? Uh, yeah, that's not what we, you know, I mean, we had lots to say about whether or not Card should continue with Tropical House or not. But like, if you're going to continue, if you're going to do Tropical House, you commit, bro. You know, just commit, keep, commit harder. You know, like, I mean, I guess I understand in sort of the theory of like, oh, this is the Korean version of the song. And Koreans don't really care that much about that bottom layer of sound. You know what I mean? But again, this song didn't do very well in Korea anyway. So commit, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, I think at the time of release, like this didn't even break top 50, I want to say. Or maybe... I think at one tiny moment in time, it was like 40 or something on Melon. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely not, I think, what they were expecting based off of the international kind of reaction that they've been getting. Right, and to be clear, this song beat the mo- like the international record that um, Blackpink just set of most views in 24 hours. Like, internationally, and if you're a card fan that um, gets a lot of information from Twitter or gets a lot of information from YouTube or forums, you might think Card has smashed fucking records, right? Like, you might think they're doing incredibly well, but in Korea, they are not. (laughs) They are still really, really not good. Now, DSP used to be a relatively big name, but nowadays they they aren't anymore. But, like, um, so maybe peaking at 40 is okay for that, you know? Yeah. Um, I really wanted to see their Gaon rating, but they still haven't released the Gaon rating for for the week that um, the song came out. And the in the kind of a positive that's still prevalent in this song, but it's still kind of a negative, um, is that most card songs, their chorus is very simple. It's very kind of dance oriented, and it usually has a decent drop. Um, especially in Onana, that I think that's a huge reason why we like that song. But this song, the drop is pretty mediocre. And I think that is because the the underlying bass is so missing that when you drop, it's not really such a, a impact, you yeah, know? Yeah, impact, I think, is a good word. Yeah, and it, it's just really lacking that impact when you don't have that bottom, you know, to kind of drop to. Yeah. And if it did have something, I, I really think that this drop would be like a, a million times better. Like, even Rumor, which I don't really like that much, has a much... Like, the best part of Rumor is the drop, right? Like, and so it's like, well, y- you can't drop anything, right? If there's... If you're no, not really... No, nothing down there, you yeah. know? And, and so that's a damn shame, you know? A- another damn shame is, like, for many songs, the dynamic is two girls, two guys, right? The two girls sing, and the two guys rap. Right in general, which is fine. And then a rumor they 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 try to let one of the boys sing by auto tuning, right? And that didn't go really well. That didn't go great. And, and then in this song, they let the girl, uh, one of the girls, rap, which in itself is not a bad thing. I actually think her rap part is the best rap part in the entire song. I think she her rap part is better than both of the guys' rap parts. I agree. The problem is, is that. Now three of them are rapping and one is singing and the singing is actually not even very strong like in some of the other songs. And so it just turns into this incredible progression of just rapping, which I just don't want. I don't want that. And and it's so strange because we were saying that there's no bass and like low end in this song, but that part comes in when she's rapping. 
of yeah. of all times. Like why why when you're rapping, I guess. But only when the girl's rapping, right? So yeah. like in the middle of the song, there's this weird progression of like the of the chorus happens and then the girl starts rapping and the bass kicks in. You're like, okay. And then the guy starts rapping and the, the entire bass line is cut out again. And so you're like, okay, now we have two rapping sections. Back to back. Back to back. Um, but not only that, the second one is extra annoying because it's lacking any spiciness, right? And then after that, it goes to the build-up sing-talking by the girl. So it's like just droney, kind of droney, droney, droney forever. And it's just like, nah. why? Why do that? Why Why arrange it this way? Why? Huh? Yeah, just at, at least if, if the girl's going to rap, don't put a, the guy rapping after that, right? Yeah, like even if you have like two rappers you don't don't put them back to back it doesn't matter if it's girl rapper it doesn't matter if it's guy rapper don't put two raps back to back especially right. when one of them are is lacking in in such a unless it's a rap way. song okay if it's a rap song okay and, and Fine, even cypher steven and i are like yeah. Eh. yeah yeah and uh the dance moves are i mean just the classic dance moves that they've been using the past few songs and they're getting really really just mundane it's like they're getting bored with it like they don't even look like they're having yeah fun we're, we're bored with the, we're bored at looking at them they're bored at doing them right and and right after we watched this we were like let's just go back to onana make sure we're not fucking crazy and we're watching the onana choreography video and it's just that had so much more happiness to it and like like together like they're playing off each other way more and it it Especially Onana, again, that's our favorite song, so that's the one we went back to. A lot of the like hand waves and the body rolls and the things that they're doing match really well with the beat of the song. And when this song lacks a beat, right, it lacks that entire driving bassy part. Like the dance moves that they're doing just seem totally random and don't even match the song very well. Yeah, and so in Onana, when we went back and watched it, the dancing wasn't perfect. Don't get us wrong. But there's kind of a snap. There's kind of an energy to it that's definitely missing in this song. Right. Like the the quality of dancing is still the same, I think, in terms of like, you know, timing, wise. yeah, choreography wise and timing. But they're definitely lacking that energy and that kind of you know, so it yeah, match, that, so that atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, and we say Onana, but I can we can say the same thing. We don't recall, and maybe even Rumor. Although I honestly just haven't checked out Rumor that much because. It's terrible. Um, and it hurts my brain to look at a vertical. Oh, we're not done yet because also, also, what is their prevailing costume in this song, Josh? Denim on denim. Denim on denim. Denim outfits. What are you what are you doing? One of the girls is wearing a denim dress, and one of the guys is wearing jeans patched on to different pairs of jeans. Yeah, it's like he found dead jeans. On like the side of the Frankenstein road, cut it jeans. out, yeah, cut it out, and Frankenstein some jeans. Like, I, I just don't understand. I need to talk to your stylist. There's nothing. I don't want to say there's nothing less sexy than denim, but it's just not a sexy thing. Oh, denim. there's definitely less. Yeah. <laughs> less sexy. Um, than and so, like, all in all, I know, and this is not technically in big name, no gains, mm -hmm. but that's purely on the fact that for us to rumor is unlistenable, right? And this song is listenable. It's just, you know, we, we spent probably 30 minutes to 45 minutes one episode just talking about what we wanted from Card. And even though this song is okay-ish, 
is this what we wanted from them? No. no. And, and to be fair, we were expecting the worst. Uh, we right, were expecting right. something rumor level of bad, and it, it wasn't as bad as that. So I think that's the main reason why it's listenable and not in big names, no games. Right. But is this a win for card in general? No. Definitely not. Definitely not. No. And like, honest to God, though, like if they're, they, what are they going to do next, dude? Like, are, like oh, the, the thing is, though, is like internationally, they're doing amazing. They just announced a fucking second tour, American tour, and they've released only four songs or five. Yeah. Well, they've only released four, four songs, songs, right? One technically their debut song. Yeah. Right? And the yeah. other one's pre-debuts. And, and it's like, sure, internationally, they might be fine. But like, I, I think a lot of people are rooting for the idea of card more than they're actually thinking about the songs of card. Right. Like the idea of it is great. Right. Co-ed. Co-ed the men look like men. Right. They don't look like little boys. Um, the dancing style is very different than the Korean dancing style, right? Like there are a lot of things I that I I love about card too, right? It, it's just a shame though that yeah the, the the most important parts, the actual parts that you're listening to and you're experiencing, uh, are not up to par, you know? Yeah, like the most important is making good songs, right? That's the bottom line, and you can be in love with a lot of the things that Stephen and I like like about card, like, but. At the end of the day, you still need to make a good song. True, but then, you know, those people are going to say it is a good song because they're brainwashed. Yeah. yeah. And then that's, I mean, is anything more K-pop than that? You're right. You're right. Um, so, you know, while this was a slight uptick, I am still incredibly worried about what they're going to do next, right? Because they, they haven't changed up their style. They're still doing the same thing. The, but the thing is, is like... <laughs> Once you do two, you're a little locked in. Once you do four Tropical House songs, you're defined. You're kind of locked in, bro. You know, you're defined by Tropical House now. But but maybe this was the break we needed so that when they go back to the more bottom level, you know, bottom basement level Tropical House, we'll be like, oh yeah, that stankiness. We it's been so long. We missed it. You know, maybe this was the tiny break that we needed. I don't know. I kind of uh, part of me kind of hopes that they they go more hip hoppy. I don't at all, dude. I don't because I know we're different than a lot of people, but I think for for us two, the boys are the worst part, and yes. they're the most hippity hop parts. You're like, right. If it's a hip hop song, that that dude is gonna mag on the shit out of oh, the. Oh, you're stuff. right. Actually, I take that back. Oh, I didn't think about that. But I mean, I mean, it's, I, in theory, it's great to know. I, it actually would be great if if it was two girls, two guys. And one girl sang, one girl rapped, and one boy sang, one boy rapped. That would be perfect. Would be that would be yeah. perfect because you got one of everything. Yeah. You just can't have three rappers, dude. You can't just have all three of them rap, especially in a tropical house song. Please, no more rap. Speaking of which, I, I think a lot of um, fans were like, oh, man, it was so great hearing these shout outs to Don't Recall and Oh Nana and, and Rumor. And the Oh Nana one is especially apparent, right? And I'm just like, you know why they put an Onana into this song? I don't think it was for a throwback. It was because they recognized that that was an, an amazing uh, melody and an amazing song. And so they were like, well, we can't make anything as amazing as that. So we'll just put in an Onana, right? It's like, and, and, how, and how kind of terrible is that, that in your debut song, you have to reference more popular pre-debut songs? Right. And like, but, you know, people will be like, oh, lots of big artists rep, uh put a reference to their old song and they, they sometimes do but like usually in word on, name only they and don't usually just for hits that are like 
after you've debuted or like the, the hit that made you. Well, that too. Well, Onana did make them. I yeah, mean, but it's pre, pre-debut though, I think so. Well, it, I think the whole argument of pre-debut and not that that's stupid. Like mm. for us, we're not Korea. They debuted at Onana. Yeah. So calling Ola Ola a debut song is irrelevant unless you're only talking about the Korean market. Well, I think that's where they're struggling, right? I think. Sure, but we are not Korean audience. The Korean audience. Fair enough. So calling uh, Ola a debut song is stupid. Like mm. that's not their debut song. Their debut song was Ona. Oh, no, no. Right. But, but besides that, my point was not not really to say that they usually reference more popular songs. It's just that a lot of times they'll reference, they'll be like, maybe in part of the rap, the guy will be like, oh, nah, nah. But they don't whole cloth lift the melody line from a, a previous song and shove it into their new song. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're not listening to like, I can't reference this song. I don't know. Like, you're not listening to a Chainsmokers Closer. What's their new song? I don't know. The one with Coldplay? Something like sure, this. something like this. You're not listening yeah. to something like this, and they just straight up lift out a melody line from Closer and put it in, right? Like maybe he might say Closer in it, which I don't think he does, right? But kind of like as a little cheeky something, yeah, yeah. But you don't just flat out be like, stop the track, stop the track. Here's 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 a the, much better song, guys. Here's the melody from that better song that we did. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Send me maybe send me a fucking Metallica song, and they do that. I don't know, but. In my experience, like sometimes Eminem might throw in a reference to his old songs or Dr. Dre will reference, uh, you know, uh, uh, an old song here and there. But they don't sometimes they'll also maybe those rap is a little different. They'll steal like a, a line or something from an old song. Right. But yeah. you, I don't know. You don't whole cloth lift a melody line from a previous song. I, I had another issue with that, like in general. I think it's just super pretentious for a group that really hasn't proven anything like, oh, no, nah, that wasn't a. F- like it was very popular international, but it, it wasn't a fucking banger to like everybody, you know. I mean, but this uh, song man. broke Blackpink's record, dude. Sure, like let's y- go with that. Well, I mean, you say <laughs> that, but you got to be pretty fucking banging to even do that, dude. All right, I don't know. I just, I in my eyes, I think it's just very pretentious. I, I, I maybe I agree it's pretentious. I just don't agree with the fact that they're not popular enough to do it. Mm. Like, I think it's totally pretentious, but I do think they are popular enough to do it. Or at okay. least Onana was popular enough or don't recall or whatever they, they fucking put it. Well, that's a discussion for another time, but. Well, speaking of, I guess, groups that uh, have a very certain style and they should probably change it. Right. And they did. Let's talk about the next song. Hey, is this mine or yours? Yours. This is mine? Yeah, because I was supposed to talk about card and you wanted to do the transition. Oh. Wait, then, then I'm doing it twice? You want me to do the transition? We did this transition together. Just introduce us to song. Okay. But this goes against our flow. All right. As I said, right? This group has a very distinct sound. And recently, a lot of their songs were sounding very boring because they were sounding very same-samey. We're like, what's going on here, right? Trouble. Trouble. Crush it, choose trouble. Yeah, crush it, choose trouble. Oh. Trouble, uh, trouble, trouble. This is by a, a very popular YG group, Akmu, Akdong Musician, with their brand new song, Dinosaur. Dinosaur. <laughs> 
Now, this song, of course, produced by Lee Chan Hyuk, which is the guy member in ACMU who does most oh, of the, the producing. Yeah. And it's arranged by Rovin, who is an YG in house producer. And um, this is EDM ACMU, right? You're like, what? Steven and Josh? No. This is EDM ACMU. Just the idea, like, if I, if, you know, before hearing this song, I heard the idea of, like, well, ACMU is going to try EDM. I'm, that would. That's fucking crazy. I would like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, like what? those, Shut your those goddamn two acoustic poppy chingus are gonna do EDM. Oh, it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, famous for making like super acoustic ballads, right? Like, like happy poppy ballad songs, but it works. It kind it kind of fucking works. Wait, what? 2017? What? It's, it's crazy. Listening to this song, like you realize that uh, Suhyun, the the uh, the girl, right, the sister. Like her voice is is perfect for EDM. Perfectly suited for EDM, actually. Perfectly suited. And the problem, though, is that, and this is a problem we mentioned a lot of past Akmu songs, is that Chanyuk also wants to sing and rap, right? He wants to sing rap. He wants to sing rap, and he does it in some other Akmu songs, and we were also like, oh no, no, not today, right? No but more that. Especially in an EDM song, you don't sing rap, bro. You don't rap, period, I would even go as far to say. You're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not the singing that's the problem. Yeah. But it's the rapping that's the problem. But I, I do have to tip my hat to him. Um, the first Akmu album and a lot of Akmu songs, like we said, were getting very, very samey. You would have never expected this from this kid. Yeah. Um, it, it And I would go as far to say this is the best iteration of Korean EDM that is that emulates like more Western-style EDM, like, than any other kind of EDM song that we've heard in Korea. I want to go and say that on record, actually. This song is the most Korean sound, or the most Korean iteration of EDM that sounds like Western EDM. That's a mouthful, but I hope you guys right. understand It's not what a I straight mean. up copy, Yeah, right? They're, they're Koreanizing it a little bit, right? Um, you know, okay, I'm down with that. And, and I think it, it's kind of crazy, but they, I think... Maybe this is a freak accident, right? And maybe they'll go back to their normal style later on, right? But, like, if this is the progression and they keep on going this way, I'm like, dude, Akmu's changed more than the entirety of YG, right? Like, in, like, three years than 
YG has in 15 fucking years. Hakbu is a fucking treasure for YG right now. Like the things they're they I mean they were already really strange in terms of the YG wheelhouse, right? They're right. pop acoustic happiness and YG's, you know, obviously hip hop. And now they're doing this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yo, why YG, like put some more put some more like uh consideration into these guys because he's they're obviously progressing. They're yeah. obviously trying a lot of new things. They're doing I think things really well and really thoroughly. Yeah, I think the I think I did read though that the brother is going to the military though. It would make sense for the next two years. So like right after this, he's leaving. So we may not hear from him for a while. It I, sucks. I, I could be wrong on that, but I think I read that. Um, so this might have been his like well, fuck it, let's try, you know, uh, before before he left. But yeah, I think uh, one of the the Koreanisms of it, right, that makes it a little bit interesting is that um, during the drop. He uses his sister's voice as kind of like an instrument to sing the melodic through line rather than using an, an electronic source, right? A, a, a boopity boop or something like that. Yeah, because usually in EDM, like the the production sounds, they use the production sounds to make um, the melody. It's right. not necessarily instrument. It's kind of like a synthesizer or like, you know, some studio keyboard. Right. But the sounds, individual sounds are her voice. Right, right. And that and that's really cool. And it it does a very well EDM thing we always say is like shut the fuck up right shut the fuck up and let the melody line you know do its thing just let it play out yeah let it let it go and it does a very good job of that you know and we were just saying though that like edm is slowly slowly showing up on the melon charts right like uh two chain smokers songs are in the top hundred i mean shape of you is is that EDM it's like pop edm yeah but i mean that song's like very popular like you know i think it's like six or something like that EDM is kind of getting up there, you know, a couple years behind as Korea is wont to do. But it's crazy to me then that like what fucking Akmu is the leader is the lead one of the leaders in this. And here and here's the crazy thing. They're still putting their own stank on it because um in the beginning and the end, they're still kind of putting these acoustic guitar sounds that are very, I mean, you know, define Akmu. Mm. And that that combined with like using his sister's voice. There are all these little, little small things that is taking like the EDM style and putting like the real Akmu or even Korean kind of flavor on it. And, it, and that's kind of what you want to see with any genre, right? You don't want to see someone just copying it and just emulating it. You want someone to copy something and put their own flavor on it. Right. And I think, uh, you know, Akmu, they're doing a great job or they did a great job in this song, like copying EDM, but still being Akmu. Right. Uh, which again comes with its own sort of problems, right? With the mm. with the boy stuff or the brother stuff. Um but that's not the only problem, right? The other problem is the name of this song, okay? Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Okay, so the cadence and the rhythmic kind of uh uh syllables of dinosaur matches really well with the song, okay? I totally understand why they chose dinosaur. We were the whole time we were trying to think of what's another word they could have said with the three dinosaur, right? The three syllables that kind of rolls off the tongue like that. And there's really not that many great ones, right? Like I'm kind of sore. Maybe I'm kind of sore, but that's a little dirty, right? I'm monster. I, mean, I guess that doesn't make sense. No, nah. it's not as good. It's not as good. Um, Like I found a sword. I don't know. It, it's just, I, I get kind of why they went with the word dinosaur, but, but also I don't get why they went with dinosaur because it's a fucking weird word. All right. Yeah. It, it, what does it have? We were reading lyrics. It doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense when we read the lyrics. Why? 
And I'm sure there's somebody who will like read this like it's a poem and they'll analyze it. It's like they an have analogy, a Tumblr post, you but know. like if, if this is an EDM song and the 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 word that gets repeated before the drop is incredibly important in an EDM song. And I'm not saying other like the the fact that it's, it's just a fucking cringy word is to to to. To, to say maybe, maybe i won't even go as far to cringy but i will agree with you it is awkward i think it's cringy because it's just di- dinosaur it's such a at least it's, it's not tough cookie word. at least it's not tough cookie you're right i i, I don't want to say it's the most cringy word but i think on the scale of like zero to cr- cringy i think it's definitely on the cringy side of things okay like, I-, I see where you're going with that and, and also the music video is this like weird weirdo journey of like them trying to find them a Loch Ness trying monster. to find a Loch Ness monster or some kind of Something Loch Ness like representative. And, and a, a Loch Ness monster is not a dinosaur. Dinosaurs <laughs> are real things. Dinosaurs Maybe not are that real. exists right now, okay? Dinosaurs are real. Dinosaurs are real, okay? Loch Ness monster ain't no goddamn dinosaur, okay? It's like saying Bigfoot is a monkey. Bigfoot is not real. Monkeys aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, right? Like Loch Ness monster is a rep- reptile based, okay. Dinosaurs are also reptile based. They ain't the same fucking thing, okay. So like, wh- wh- you could have just made them look for a dinosaur. The Loch Ness monster could even be an amphibian. Okay, sure. That does. That's besides the point. The point is just don't name your your song dinosaur and then have them hunt for the Loch Ness monster. Just have them hunt for a goddamn dinosaur. It's just why why do that? Because they couldn't name the song Loch Ness. So they changed the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a goddamn dinosaur. Anyways. Uh, because I, I, I'm sure the symbolic thing is something like they're both having a hard time, right? The guy is like awkward and weird and getting and, beat and up. Getting or... beat up and, and the girl's having problems. So it's like I, I get the, the idea is like they're, I don't know, they're, they're trying to find something within themselves, right? Or they're trying, they're trying to, to find something, something. Mystic, something mystical. Sure, sure. It's just like, but like, but why luck? Could have been anything. Monster. Yeah. Is, is the Loch Ness monster that inspiring? Like it's huh. not. It's it's really not. It's really not dinosaurs though. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's a tiny nitpick in an overall thing. It's just again sometimes I, we want to reference the idea of like, uh, can we show this to uh, a non-K-pop person and not feel slightly embarrassed? And I think this fails that test, or I guess it passes the embarrassing test. It fails the not embarrassing test, right? Like. Sending somebody an EDM song where the it hinges on the word dinosaur is just, just a little out of the place for me. Yeah. But anyways. Anyways. Let, let's wrap up uh, the main section with this last song. The artist is Day Day. It's featuring Gray and Jay Park. The song is called Call Me. Gray. Yeah, yeah, uh, 
Living good, feel hella great. 오늘 밤 셀럽처럼 celebrate. 바쁘다던 친구들 부럽게 ceremony에 훅 빠져. Telling great. 외롭게 집에 혼자 있을 때. 그날따라 연락할 사람들이 없을 때. 또 그때 나를 불러, 불러, 불러. 그때 나를 불러, 불러, 불러. 그때 나를 불러, 불러, 불러. 또 돼. Now this song, uh, it's pretty much my pocket pick, so I'm pretty much going to do all the talking. Steven, I think, agrees maybe on one thing with me, but overall, not his favorite song. No, uh, no. The song is produced by Gray, and I am just a huge sucker for Gray beats. Uh, longtime listeners know Gray has really, really kind of chill hip-hop sounds, and has really right up my alley. And so Day Day, he used to be part of this group called Dalmatian, he was on Show Me The Money 5. And weirdly enough, why would BY have a song called Day Day when there's an artist called Day Day? I don't know. And there's also a new girl group that's coming out. They're also going to be called Day Day. Yeah, we searched for Day Day and I couldn't find fucking goddamn shit. It's like Girls Generation, it's Mr. Like, Mr. all over again. Yeah, it's like Cosmic Girl. It's like Cosmic Girl. Stop it. What? I think Korean has come full circle. They're just running out of names. I guess technically Day Day was around longer, you know? But yeah, and they got to make up stupid ass names like Hot Felt now. You know, just, just to sound. make it extra hard, extra <laughs> easy to Google, I guess. Yeah, and uh, this is the part that Steven and I kind of differ on. I kind of like Day Day's rapping. I think it does fit the beat pretty well. Uh, and I also like half of Jay Park's rapping. Um, but then he starts winding himself up too much and getting too hyped and going too fast and putting too many syllables and things and he kind of uh, ruins it a little bit. Gray sings the hook as he almost always does in Gray's songs but it's it's strange because usually Gray makes more chill hip-hop songs and he sings the hook in this kind of lackadaisical way and it matches kind of those lazier chill sounds but this song's a little bit more upbeat and it doesn't doesn't match. Um, so yeah save those hooks for a little bit slower song yeah yeah but if you like uh gray beats then this is for you but i kind of think like it's the same thing you said with chacha malone it's like i chacha malone beats are great but Mm -hmm. yacht was one of the worst ones and i think the same thing goes here like sure you're a sucker for gray beats but i don't understand why like this is probably one of his worst ones i feel 2017 yeah, I guess. I mean, that yacht was on our list too, you know. Yeah, 2017. It was pretty high up there. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised you think Day Day's rapping is decent. Like, I feel like we've. I've heard you shit on much better, quote unquote, rappers than than Day Day. Um, but I think those were like idol from idols, and and I think you instantly dismissed them because they're idols. And like, I think Day Day's rapping is he's a fucking idol. Like, I don't even think he's that good. Like. So I, I'm actually surprised to hear you say that you kind of like it. Like I, I, I think it's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know why. I can't. I really cannot explain why I like it. But yeah. I, I actually, I don't even want to go and say I like it. I don't want to say I like you it. I think it. it's. I think it's decent. It passes. Kind of just. It's fine. Yeah, it doesn't hurt you. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Jay Parks, half of Jay Parks rapping, it's fine. Half of it, not fine. <laughs> Uh, but all in all, I'm here because of the gray beat. You're right. You're yeah. Right. Um, I'm mean, not here for gray beats. But what I am here for is iTunes reviews. Reviews. And there were a couple episodes where we didn't have any new ones, but this time we also got one more. We got 
one extra rating. We're at 151 right now. Hey, now. And we got one new review. Gotcha. <laughs> and the review is by someone called The Lovely Sav. And uh, he or she says, listening to their podcast is like sitting in on a conversation about K-pop that can't be had with people not familiar with the music. The guys are funny, honest, critical, and make effort to introduce lesser-known artists as well as popular ones. Sometimes they ramble a bit or are a little cringy when they oogle a cute idol. But despite those moments in the po- uh, but despite those moments, the podcast is worth listening. Numerous gems, otherwise not discovered on my own, are in my playlist because of them. Good job, guys. And thank you for your review, Saf. Yeah, I think especially this year, it's, this has been what we consider one of our strong points, right? Is kind of uh, when the big names ain't coming, you know, with fire. We got a lot of tight baby names, you know? We had a couple of this one, too, you know? Yeah. You know Akmu. No, I'm just kidding. I, but honestly, maybe not a lot of people listen to Akmu because they might have just written That's it true. off as another Akmu song. I mean, we have a fair bit of half and half, right? Like, Geeks is kind of known, but not for quite a long time, right? Dumbfounding might not have known. Demeanor, I feel like you definitely wouldn't have known. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these songs, if you mainly only follow the big groups, you might not have given them the time of day, but yeah. But speaking of kind of indie gems, right? Now, the the first song in, in our next section is not a gem, but it is a name that you might not know, even though you should. But it's interesting. It is interesting. So interesting. So let's move on to our favorite section of 2017, Big Names. No games. We talk about big name stars uh, that songs, you know, just not as good as we we, we hope. They're not going to be good enough to be on our list, but we still want to talk about them anyways because people ask. And the first Big Name No no Games song, we're going to say these names. You're going to be like, who the fuck are these people? Why are they in Big Name No Games? But we'll explain that in a second. All right. So the first song is by a producer named Millick, featuring Fancy Child with their song Paradise. Yeah, I'm still awake. Time to leave the chance to What, Stephen? I've never heard of these people. Who is they? 
<laughs> or you got to be that dude who's like, um, I've heard of them since the beginning. Uh, Milik, you guys talked about him on your last episode, and uh, you said he was the producer right. on Crush's uh, Outside. Speaking of going on for too long, all right, dude, you could have just done it for the first time. No, um, no. Milik is right. the producer. Milik is the producer. We did just read his name for Crush's Outside, and we were like, who the fuck is Milik? Turns out he's a, a producer. <laughs> Turns out we talked about it yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, now, this song is featuring Fancy Child, but it's featuring Fancy Child in the way that a lot of producer songs nowadays are called, right? Like, when you hear a Major Lazer song featuring whatever, it, Major Lazer are the producers, and there's only one singer, right? Um, so, Fancy Child are the singers, or or the rappers in this case. You may not know who Fancy Child is, but I guarantee you, you know 90% of the members. Yeah, so it's made up of four people. First one being Zico, Dean... Crush and Pino Miko. Okay, 75%. Then. Yeah, there's a <laughs> yeah, 75%. Let's, let's, do let's, let's do some math. Maybe 60% if you didn't know Millick. What's crazy though is that this music video is, is listed, right? It's Millick featuring Fancy Child, but there is no mention of the fact that Zine, Dico, or Crush is in this group if you didn't know already, right? Yeah. And so, like, I feel like if you had put Zico, Dean, or Crush in the name of the title, this song would have had like 3x the amount of views. Like, it still had a a decent amount of music. like nine hundred thousand. Yeah, that's quite a lot for kind of a, a, a rap song, right? Yeah, and but. and Stephen and I, uh, we did not know who Fancy Child was because oh. when we were watching the music video, we're like, oh yeah, that guy kind of looks like Zico. Oh, it is Zico. Oh, yeah. oh that guy kind of looks like. And then we kind of like looked at each other. Crush, yeah, Crush. I did Crush too. Yeah, and we're like, oh no, that's definitely Dean. Who's this guy? Yeah, we were having a little <laughs> problem with Pino Mico and Milik, but yeah. um. Uh, so of these four people in Fancy Child, right? Zico, Dean, Crush, Pino, Miko. It's really obvious to which one's the weakest link, right? Easily. Easily, easily right? The worst one is Zico. 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 Of yeah, Zico. Of Zico's, Zico's the worst. Zico's the worst, right? Not only does he have the longest part, but it is pure, unadulterated Zico flow, a.k.a. There is no flow. He just does what the fuck he wants. It's uh, discombobulated. Yeah, that's Josh's word. Yes. Mine is just, he just fucked it up. Okay, like... I know people like Zico, and I know he's never been our thing exactly, right? But he has some songs that we enjoy. Some. Yeah, right, the more poppy ones, right? Boys and Girls, amazing songs on our top 10, right? But recently, especially as he's getting even more popular with kind of the hip-hop, you know, style, like, he just increasingly just does whatever he wants. He, he, I, I, so you and I had this conversation that you asked me, do you think... Zico is aware of what he's doing or is this really a, a facade or something that he knows he's so famous now that he's just doing he's just fucking with people and I don't know actually I th- I think it's half and half I think I think he really thinks that this is fashionable and half of it is just like I know I can fuck with people so I'm gonna do what the fuck I want well okay but to, to clarify that was a conversation about what he's wearing not okay. his flow but I think it, I think it can I think it can uh, extend to his musical styles as of late. Maybe I I mean I guess I agree though that like he thinks he's fucking ripping the track a new asshole. Like he thinks he's fucking going hard on it, right. and we're just like, you're not, <laughs> you're not, bro. But I think that's very different than like I'm gonna wear fucking crazy ass shit. I'm gonna fuck my hair out totally right, and and then come out and rip it rap right like yeah and there's arguably two or three people in this music video who definitely done fucked their hair up good cheeto hair looking motherfucker yeah, yeah it's it's awful but so 
it starts off with Zico, and he goes on for a goddamn long time. Way too long. But maybe you like Zico. If you like Zico, maybe you like this song, right? All right. Um, and then, of course, next to go is is Crush. And you're like, oh, Crush. We like Crush. We Not just talked bad. about Crush, right? Not bad. Outside's a, a pretty good song. I actually like it much more now than, than two weeks ago, right? But Crush didn't really crush it. He's just doing his own thing. He's just kind of doing his own thing, but not an interesting thing and not a crush thing. Like I, I think the hardest part, which we've said before, with getting uh, such distinct people like Zico, Crush, and Dean is that when they're not rapping or singing on their own beats, it sounds weird. Yeah. It, or it, if you're Zico's case, it always sounds weird. It's like you're playing together like all stars or like the Avengers and expecting them to have kind of this instant chemistry. It just doesn't work when their styles are so different. Right, right. And so Crush doesn't crush it. And then Dean comes up and... Dean's everywhere. Dean's kind of all over the place. The the person who fucking crushes this song is motherfucking Pino Miko. Pino Miko, you a G. He's the best part. He it he. I don't, the thing is, I don't know his normal style, right? I don't know Pino Miko's normal style, but he his style matches really well with Milik's backing track. Yeah, whether it's it's his style or whether he's rapping to the backing track, either way, it's it's great. It's the best part, for sure. Yeah. Now, maybe if this song, I didn't write this down, but maybe if this song was set up to be more of a cypher, more of a born hater where everyone gets their own chance, maybe I would be more down with it, right? But it's not set up that way. It's it's set up in a way that it's supposed to be kind of A to B to C to D, right? And it just doesn't mesh well. It doesn't match super duper well. Yeah, because if it was a cypher, their names would be like, you know, distinct. Like sure. it would be Zico, it would be Teen and Crush and Ayana. But they have this weird ass name, Fancy Child. Yeah, the super team name. Well, I mean, still like Migos. Oh, Quavo Offset and who? I don't remember that. I don't know one. Quavo. But like Quavo Offset and who's the fucking third guy? My they kind of are an actual team and they kind of have a, a very similar-ish flow, right? Um, but Fancy Child is just like four very different people trying to come together, right? Maybe they've been friends forever. I don't know. Yeah, and the, the usually when you have like an all-star team or the Avengers and you gather them together, they bring out the best. They bring out what they're good at, right? Like Captain America's good at leadership and Hulk is strength and Tony is money and stuff like that. But the, the problem here... The problem here is that everyone brings their lesser version to to Fancy Child. Right. Um, Zico, like we said, has better songs, and he kind of just takes a shit on this track. Uh, Crush, he he's doing his thing, his Crush thing, but there are better Crush songs. And Dean, uh, Dean definitely has the better songs than what the hell he was doing on this song, uh, because this this song doesn't really have a very strong melodic kind of through line in the song. And I think Dean really needs that if he's just going to like ad lib all over the place. And his part is just him ad libbing to like no melody whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so maybe if you're a huge fan, you know, of Zico to crush Dean and you might think this is a great uh, super team. And like the idea of having a super team is interesting. It's right? cool. Yeah, it, it is cool. The problem is that well, if the song sucks, it's, it's you it's, still got to make a good song. Yeah, you so still got to make a good song. And and what extra doesn't help is, as you alluded to, is just the style, the styling, right? It's just awful, awful styling from Zico as he's wont to do nowadays, right? Uh, Dean is extra awful in this one too, right? Like, yeah, I'm a huge Dean fan, and he was just. If if Zico was not on this track, Dean would have been the worst for sure. Dressed, right? Dressed or or everything. Everything. Right. 
And like Milik, it, it looks crazy, like his Cheeto hair. And and I guess Crush is probably the least offensive, I guess. Sure. Um, but like it's just we talk about this all the time, but the idea of being hip hip hop. Hip hop. And the idea of this like fashionista thing is it just never matches well, I think, in Korea, right? The point is it's just ugly hair with ugly outfits, trying to hip hop, and it's just awful. And that is what Zico's been been doing recently. I think Zico is the main offender. Sure. sure. Um, because he's released a few songs as of late. They're doing pretty well on the Korean charts, but of course. for Steven and I, just not not great songs. Right. Artist is the biggest song right now. And that one is the most poppy one, and I think that's the one that we kind of lean towards the most out of the ones he's released. And he also has this one of G Salt called Anti. And that one's supposed to be more hard, but it's just so fucking weird. Yeah. Like, I but just, then of course he just released she my she my pedophile baby right and it's just like who are you guy like he's legitimately gotten to a point where he can just do a fucking one and like one of my k-pop games had the she's a baby music video on it and the girls were like oh my god i'm like who the fuck looks at zico in his in his baby outfit I'm like oh my god you know what though you know i, I think we, you've played the same game it's like a game where they they need to read in english and if it's a k-pop song they translate it to k like they need to choose between it's K-pop or A-pop, right? Doesn't matter. All that matters is there's a lot of songs on this PowerPoint. There's EXO songs. There's BTS songs. There's Twice songs. There's Ravella songs, right? Big, big, big names. Big names with big games, right? And the song that the kids got the fastest and the kids knew the most, Changmo song, Maestro. Interesting. Never heard it in my life until I and until. I, this but that was the fastest song that they knew even exo songs uh, granted it's a little bit harder because they see it in english they see the lyrics in english and i think that's to a point how distinct more rapper songs are right than generic k-pop lyrics right because they're a lot harder to translate Fair. but like i, I was sh- i was completely shocked i was like instantly uh-huh. whether they were guys whether they were girls they instantly were like that's a fucking changmo song that i'm like you're correct the changmo song pops up and Every motherfucker in there was just fucking ripping a rap into this Changmo song. That's such a crazy phenomenon. I really want to like. The next time you have class, dude, out. I really want to bust that. Out. Turn on uh, the cape, uh, the Changmo Maestro song, and see how many fucking kids start fucking rap, ripping rap hands into it. Okay, it was insane. How though? What, how is that? I mean, that's basically trying to figure out why things go viral, right? Like it just does. Sure. I, I mean, again, we were talking about like why. Why that blue? Why is that blue moon song so popular? You know why? It's fucking Changmo. Why is Changmo so popular? Yeah. He's not doing anything. We right live there. in Korea. Yeah. We don't. We barely even knew his name until recently, right? Yeah. And I, I is he on that that one Sudan track that I like? I don't know. Actually, oh, I should look that up. I can't remember who's on it besides Sudan. Because this is the one song you like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those crazy moments where, like, even we are like, there's this whole other layer to. To the Korean scene that we just completely yeah. passed by, right? I mean, even though I speak Korean at a, a decent level, I'm not like perusing like Korean forums and things like that that people like normally do, right? Like, sure, but you're on Melon every day and you see huh? the Melon artists, and, yeah. and, and I'm surprised you never saw the Chengmo song. I was like, let's let's take a listen. I've never seen the song Maestro. On. I, it got, I, it, I checked; it was, it got pretty high at one point on, huh. on the charts. I mean, I I know the Blue Moon song with uh, was it Huron? Yeah, yeah, that oh, song is still on the charts and doing pretty well. That fucking blows my mind. 
I'm telling you, dude, these fucking kids love some goddamn Checkmo. I don't know why. But what? let's talk about something that kids like about. And we do know why. Uh, we, we do know why. We definitely um, know why. And that is, the, I think, the, the true big name, No Games, uh, that is EXOXO's uh, song, Coco Bop. Shimmy shimmy coco pop I think I like it Kinjangan downtown Bukura marco Bojiron mom soge nega teroka Iksu kanta puderoke nege bonjo Produced by a whole bunch of Western folks. Is Australian Western, Josh? Yeah, I would say. Uh, well, anything that's not. Oh, okay, not Asian, like or yeah. Eastern. Uh, yeah. I think technically in the East, aren't isn't Australia? Am I crazy? Am I wrong on that? I mean, yeah, Australia is 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 like in the same lat- latitude. Isn't that hemisphere? what I'm thinking? Of? I don't know. No, not hemisphere. Definitely not hemisphere. Uh, lat- latitude is is most of Asia. Anyways, well, I mean, hemisphere. There's, the, I feel like it's on the eastern hemisphere. They're they're on the southern hemisphere, while right, right, but they're on the eastern, aren't they? Maybe this is American education system. Geographies. No if it's um, not America, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> but what we do know is that it's produced by these people: uh, Kaylin Bear, Tay Jasper. These are some hard ass names. Shaylin Carroll, MZMC, and of course Styles Fuego. Styles McFuego. Uh, that we actually found out is the uh, name for Kalen Bear. Yeah, we were because there's only Wikipedia entries for Kalen Bear and Styles Fuego, and I was like, we gotta click on Styles Fuego at least. And, and it was uh, actually Kalen Bear. Bear. And what's wild is on the Wikipedia, they, they, both of those names are there. Well, I thought you were gonna. What's wild is that Kalen Kalen Bear is also is also uh, is a guy. Oh, it was a guy. Sorry, you're yeah, right. I thought guy. it was a girl, and I still double thought it was a girl. But yeah, Kaylin was a guy. I mean, with this name, nice Styles Fuego, I guess you know. And know. we we found this whole just huge market yeah. of Australian music that we're just baffled we, we, by. We, baffled. we still don't understand it. Uh, but what we do know is that SM has moved on from the EU producers, and now they're going to Australia's. Right, because I think we were looking up Kaylin's. Uh, discography and like she did a time she like he started i'm oh, sorry god he damn did. it he caitlin is such a southern a white girl babe. I, I right, can't, right, I can't right. get out of that i'm with you 
he started with k-pop or at least the discography started with k-pop dynamic duo dynamic duo yeah and then it moved on to some dude named like i think chameleonaire i think he, he worked with chameleonaire there, then, there was another k-pop star before that like, like oh, yeah. fuck sack or luck luck sack. juice suck juice suck oh yeah juice suck right um, no juice suck steven yeah, juice <laughs> suck and then he moved on to like chameleonaire and then a, a whole bunch of all these australian people we've never heard of right so that was kind of interesting Especially because this is a reggae song for all intents and purposes. So yeah, EXO went to Australian producers to make a kind of reggae song. But you know what's consistent about SM songs? That they're the f- inconsistent. They're inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is super Frankenstein-y. Um, Stephen and I had a mini mini argument, I guess, about yeah. how many parts there were. But we can agree that there are definitely some strange ass parts in this song. More parts. Then should be there. Yeah, we both can agree on that. Yes, um, because there's like a, the general reggae part. There's a like build up rap part that is totally different, and then there's the EDM drop high hitchhiker part that oh that is very different. That is ear rape. That is ear rape. The hitchhiker part. Right. So kind of in general, knowing us, right? There are many things that we hate. Right. We hate Frankenstein songs. We hate terrible English, right? Shimmy, mullets. Shimmy, Cocoa Pop. We hate mullets and ugly. We hate reggae dreads on people who don't always wear reggae dreads, right? I guess if you're Skull, you're fine, okay? But when you're ha-ha and you just do it for funsies or you're any K-pop artist and you do it for funsies, no, right? We don't like stripper sailor outfits no, or sexually ambiguous sailor hats. Yeah. We don't like... Ear splitting EDM hitchhiker sounds. We don't like those. We don't like random rippity rap parts. Don't like those. Um, and we don't like music videos where it's just ninety percent shots of faces and random scenes to make it look moody. And guess what this song? Guess what this song and music video is, Josh? What, Steven? Every one of those things put together. <laughs> it has all of them. It has all of them. And the thing though is, is that the reggae part it is okay. Actually, I would go as far to say I like it. I don't know if I like it because what I've heard is not a song. All I've heard is like 20% of a reggae song and then another 20% of a reggae yeah, song. Fair right? enough. Fair right. enough. Uh, it, it's not. And to be fair, it's not like reggae reggae. It's very pop reggae. But right. like there was a Skull and Haha song right, that we listened to. It's not. And that's not even real reggae. But yeah. That's more reggae. And yeah, we're okay with those parts. And the hitchhiker parts are the ones that we have issues with. Right. And if, if you don't know who Hitchhiker is, A, you should Google that because that's a that's a trip, right? It literally, um, that is like an acid trip or yeah. some sort of... Right. It, it, it refers to this part where there's this kind of ear screeching, like ascending and kind of descending, kind of like... It's like I can't even emulate it. It's like ear piercing sounds. That's that's what it is. It pierces my ears. Right, right. And actually, I'm personally, Josh is a little different, but I'm actually okay with it when the sound is ascending. It's going upwards. It's building upwards. The, the place where it hurts my brain is when it starts going downwards and it's descending. Because descending is, in general, a very negative sound. It's a very minor sound. It's very I don't want sound. Add Make that descending sound an ear-splitting piercing sound double the double the no fun i just can't stand either of them right and the descending actually even happens kind of near the second half of the song where there it's like in the background of them singing the chorus or something like that and it's just extra annoying extra hurtful like this is a a classic just too many cooks yeah sm classic too many cooks too many parts and 
that's kind of what you get when you bring in way too many producers, even though the producers, I think they kind of have worked together before or are familiar with each other. It, it's the more kind of creative minds you bring in, the more kind of creative mess you'll have. Although that, and that's not always true. Like we right. talked about the demeanor song. It had not eight different, it had nine total producers on the song. And that song I think is not Frankenstein at all. Yeah. I think it had a lot of coherence. You yeah. would think it was written by one person. So I don't think it's the fact that they had too many people. I think it's the fact that they fucking suck. And that's why I think SM has an issue with producers, but guess what? Chicken it's butt. an EXO song. So of course. So of course it's the greatest song in the history of all EXO. I, you know, it's just. Now, the thing is, though, Josh, is this song better than Lotto? Ooh. That's like saying, do you want to get punched in the face or kicked in the leg? Kicked in the leg. 100%. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> and here's the problem. I don't know which song is a kick in the leg. I definitely would rather listen to this song than Lotto. I, I fucking hate Lotto. I have not heard Lotto recently. Uh, there's good reason for that. Yeah. And if I heard them side by side, I could give you which one I hate the most. But it's kind of like the twice knock knock or signal. Right, right, right. I, I need I need to think about it like consciously to figure out. Like the the insane thing is, is that we have, uh, we have featured singers and groups like B.I.G. Uh, because they sound like old EXO, we don't hear that old EXO anymore, right? We've we it. have liked songs because they sound like old EXO. But EXO themselves are in a weird fucking place because I think the bulk of their main EXO songs have been given at NCT. Yeah, right? the NCT style has lately been like the evolved, a little bit, yeah, a little bit more stronger version of an old EXO. Right, right. And so EXO's now in this weird bubble of like, well, we're given all the strong parts to the NCT, which we don't even like that much, anyways, right? But like, you get Lotto, this super auto-tune weirdo song, right? You get Coco Bob, which is this reggae song mixed with Hitchhiker EDM, right? Like, I guess technically that makes sense because give your biggest name group a shit song and it'll still sell a billion, right? Yeah, give your biggest group the most shaky, like dangerous song because it's still going to do decently well. Right, and I mean, again... I think their album, I think it's called The War, again, broke fucking gigantic records, like selling half a million copies before it even was released, right? I guess, do they have to try anymore for XO? I think the obvious answer is... No. No, they don't. X no. X no, yeah. And also, why do we fucking like XO, right? It's because they started, definitely started the trend of dance-focused music videos, Right. Right. BTS continue that trend, but I, I, I'm not 100 confident, but I'm 95 confident. EXO was the one that started it, right? And in this music video, you know what we don't really see that much of? Dancing, the dancing. And the only time we do see the dancing is during the EDM drop when my ears are bleeding, so I can't really focus on it. Also, it's doing a lot of shaky camera movement. Also, they're wearing um super strippery um sailor, uh, sailor outfits. outfits. And like, yeah. yes, that first dude has amazing abs. I get it. Why are you wearing sailor outfits? Don't don't get us wrong. EXO, tons of good looking guys in there. But like you know, we say about girl groups, a lot of times people go to extreme lengths to make attractive people not attractive. But but the thing is, is I girls seem I guess are eating it up. I don't know. I I don't know. Tell me, EXO oh. fans, like, did you see those stripper uh stripper sailor outfits? We're like, that's a great choice. 
Did, did you think that? Because I legitimately want to know. Were you like Dicks Ahoy? No. <laughs> Dicks Ahoy? No, no. I hope none of our listeners thought that, Josh. I hope none of them did. Well, I mean, our our listeners are a little some bit different. Like, some of them like EXO. Yeah, I mean, you know. but they're not in that way that we're confused about. I don't know. Our listeners like very different things than us. Two chains. Maybe Coco Bob will be number one on somebody's list at the end of the year. Uh, that's fucking crazy. Please no. It's crazy. possible, but please no. Um, but you know, it's just like we had a long conversation. You're just like, what the fuck is SM doing? And this does not appease my. my this is not an answer to that question. Right? No. It's like even still, more confused now. Yeah, they're just throwing shit against the wall, and it still sells a billion. So I guess it's fine. I guess, but. I don't know what they're doing, dude. I mean, all in all, be be more choosy with your music. And 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 I know there's going to be some listeners like, well, you guys just like girl groups. And the thing is, like, we liked EXO songs before, right? Yeah. Um, I I liked Monster. I liked uh, Growl. Right. Sure. Yeah. Love Me Right is not Love bad. Me right. Yeah, I actually decently like Love right? Me Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not like we've hated every single EXO song because we absolutely haven't. And uh, again, I mean, EXO's Crowl is one of the best guy music videos, right, of all time, I think. If not think the best. Choro is a, a much better example of that kind of thing. But whatever, like, we, we, we do like EXO. We just don't like them recently. Yeah. They've, or before. They've, they've had a string of just bad, bad songs. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Okay. Shimmy, Goddamn shimmy, wow. shimmy, shimmy, wow. And that's going to be it for this kind of angry uh, episode of this Ranty. week in R&B. A little bit longy long. We definitely, uh, uh, sometimes there's a lot of K-pop songs. We just prefer the R&B ones. But actually this uh, last two weeks, there really weren't that many actual K-pop songs um, on our list. Like looking at the list of songs we didn't choose, like there's really only what, three boy groups that, that and were they And they're relatively newbies. And, and 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 none of them were good, and no. they weren't even the the super K poppy K pop. They're still kind of the brooding boy boy group 2017 K pop that's just a fucking trash fire. Yeah, and the only girl group. Oh no, there's two girl groups. One is a new goo, like you guys have probably never ever heard of, and the other one was a Cosmic Girls CF song, and that was pretty trash too. Oh yeah, the Cosmic Girls one was awful. Yeah, the new goo one was called Lime Soda, which I've yeah. never heard of in my life. Ah. Um. Uh, so yeah, it, it was just a, a very R and B uh, based week, not. And this time, not our fault. That's just the way shit crumbled, right? But it's going to be August soon. And girl groups, I think, are coming back around now. Really missing you, Sistar. Really missing that summer jam, man. And I, and I think the trend for most years is that it does get better towards the end of the year. Hey, but 2017, it's going to, what was it going to do? It's going to fidget spinner and dab that trend to the ground because what if the rest of the year is just shit, dude? This is a public service announcement. People stop dabbing please stop. hey you know what stop you know what saying, students have just started doing in korea josh stop dabbing started dabbing. stop stop saying lit please that will never stop that's not a korean thing that's a fucking around the world goddamn thing um but anyways that's it for episode 119 i'm sorry actually there was no after show we promised an after show uh last uh a week but we didn't get around to do it um oh, and again we're gonna promise an after show for next week and again, we don't actually exactly know what it's going to be, but we are going to do one because we haven't done one in a while. Yes, sir. Um, so until then, Bye. see you guys.